in a series right now called La Biblioteca, which of course means the library. And we just mentioned the Bible's made of 66 books, which is why we're calling it the library, just for fun, just for difference. And in Spanish, La Biblioteca kind of sounds like the Bible. So it kind of sounds like we're saying the right thing anyway. Um, Last week, we kind of defined the Bible. What is the Bible? And we said the Bible is written by God for his who? His people. So for us, God wrote this Bible, this book for us. And we got that from this verse, as the words fall from the screen. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And that's 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. So that's where we got that whole answer. God's word written for his people. Because God breathed it, and then it's useful for all those things. So this week, I want to ask this question. Why should we read the Bible? It's kind of like when you're a little kid, you know, and your mom's like, Hey, buckle your seatbelt. Why? Hey, eat all your vegetables on your, on your, on your plate there, buckaroo. Why? Hey! Don't poop in your pants. <laughs> why? We always say why when we're young, right? And I know I do. I did and sometimes still do. How many of you still say why to everything? Man, you guys are probably not your parents' favorite sometimes when you do that all the time. Um, I even went so far as to just keep saying, like every time there was an answer, I would say why. Did anybody else do this? Like, every time there was an why? Well, because if you don't buckle your seatbelt, you're going to go through the windshield. Why? Because if you're not buckled in, your face will hit the windshield and go through it. Why? Because the force of the vehicle has stopped, but you have not, and therefore your force is continuing to move forward. Why? And then that's when you get the parents, because I said so. Just do it. Quit saying why. And since I've gotten older, I've had a kid do that to me before. And it's kind of fun to mess with them a little bit. Not that I've ever done that. But, you know, to, when they keep saying why, like, well, you got to buckle your seatbelt because you'll get hurt if you don't. Why? Because broccoli's disgusting. And then they get that weird look like, <laughs> I didn't say anything about broccoli. What are you talking about? Just throw them off. It's fun. Um, So if you ever have a kid asking why, just throw random comments in there. They don't know what to do. So why should we read the Bible? That's the why for tonight. So the Bible is God's breathed, written word to us. So why should we read it? Well, hopefully we're going to answer that tonight. And we find the answer in none other than the, guess what? The the Bible, exactly. Um, Now, the Bible equips God's people for doing good. This is part of the reason why. And we actually read that in that verse we just talked about a little bit ago. Um, If we're wanting to do good things in life, which, show of hands, how many people want to do good things with your life from now until you grow all the way up until you're 60, 70, 80 years old, you want to do good things, right? Okay, good thing. Put your hands down. We want to do good. We don't want to be bad people. We want to be good people. We want to be somebody that when somebody says, hey, That person right there, me, you, all of us, they're good people. 
because we do good things. And if we want to do good things, then the Bible is going to be what helps us do good things. It says every good work. So if we're wanting to do good works, we're wanting to do things that really matter for God, that matter for the people around us, that really show love, that really show acceptance, that really show grace, that really can change people's lives, guess where we need to go? La biblioteca. <laughs> the library. I'm just kidding. The Bible. That's where we need to go. So it's good for equipping us. It helps us have tools. It helps us have things that we have locked in our heads and in our hearts that will help us do good works, good things for the people around us and for God. That makes sense? Say yes. Or you could say see. See. Okay, very nice. All right, next. How does it do that? Okay, if it equips us, if we're reading the Bible and it helps us do good things in our world, it helps us do the things that God would be happy with, the things that makes God honored and glorified, the things that help other people and help us, if we're going to be able to do those kind of things that are good, how does it do that? Well, the Bible answers that question. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. It says, For the word of God is alive and active. Sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit. That's pretty sharp. Joints and marrow, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. This is talking about the Bible. So, we see that the Bible can judge our thoughts and our attitudes. That's a pretty big deal, because usually people don't see those things, right? How many people know what you're thinking all the time? The answer is no one, only you and God. And so if you're having thoughts or you're having a bad attitude, maybe nobody's really seeing that. You know that you're having a bad thought. You know you're having a bad attitude. But God knows it. You know it. Nobody else around you knows it. But the Bible actually can help us know when we're having those bad thoughts, those bad attitudes, and can help us with it. Because it can judge it and help us know, hey, that attitude you got, those thoughts you're having, those aren't good. Those aren't helpful. Those are hurtful. Those are harmful. Those are going to bring you down. Those are going to bring other people down. And it helps us determine that. It helps us see that. Because sometimes we don't see it. How many times, and this has happened to me a lot, where you have a really bad attitude and you, you don't necessarily know it. Like you somehow throughout the course of the day you got in a really bad mood. Like maybe you got a bad grade, somebody said something that just ticked you off. Um, and eventually, about midway through the day or that night, you're just in a bad mood. Like you got a terrible attitude, and you, you don't really see it that, that well. Until your parent or your brother or sister or your friend is like, dude, what's wrong with you? You're acting like a jerk. You're being weird. You're acting different. You're being quiet. Like, it could be you're being rude, it could be you're being mean, it could be you're being quiet, it could be you're just being different. You're, being, you're not being yourself because your attitude is bad. You're having thoughts of, man, I just want to, I just want to slash my teacher's tires. I want to put, like, live venomous snakes in, their, in, their, in her car because of the bad grade I just got or because she was so mean to me or he was so mean to me or whatever. I mean, you could have these terrible thoughts going on in your head. And the Bible's going to help us see that and know that. 
And so it can judge our thoughts and it can judge our attitudes. Here's the other thing. By reading the Bible, we allow God to make us more like Jesus. I'm going to read it one more time. Read it with me. By reading the Bible, we allow God to make us more like Jesus. Because the Bible is alive and active. When we read the Bible, it's not just like reading Harry Potter, or it's not just like reading The Hunger Games, or it's not just like reading any of those other books that some of you read. It's not like that. The Bible is different. It's alive and it's active and it's written by who? God. So it's totally different. This thing is constantly working. It's constantly moving. It's not some old, old book that's just dusty and dingy and doesn't do anything and it doesn't relate to us anymore. It's like working and when you read it and you're really reading it, trying to get something out of it, it will change you. And that's kind of what I want to sum this this up with is reading the Bible changes us. It changes us. If we're really reading it and trying to get something out of it, it's going to make us more like Jesus, which is going to change us. Because I don't know if you know this or not, but you're not perfect. I know, shocker. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. None of us are perfect. We want to be more like Jesus, who was perfect. And he gave us this awesome picture of what it looks like to be the perfect person. And so we're trying to be like him. So when we read the Bible and it's making us more like Jesus... It better be changing us because there's a lot that needs to be changed. How many of you know that you know you are not Jesus? Everybody's hand should be up right now. Everybody's hand. All of us. None of us are Jesus. None of us are perfect. All of us need to work on stuff. We all need to be changed in some way. Some of us, our attitudes are terrible. Some of us have terrible thoughts about people. Some of us have terrible mouths. Like we just talk bad about people all day long. We talk gossip about people all day long. Some of us talk terrible to our parents. Some of us are stealing stuff from people. Some of us need to work on what we look at with our eyes. I mean, we all have things we need to work on. And we need to change And the Bible does that. When we read the Bible, it's alive, it's active, it judges our thoughts, it judges our attitudes, and it makes us more like Jesus. I mentioned this last week, but the Bible actually describes Jesus as being the walking Bible. Like, he fulfilled everything from the Old Testament, and he showed us how to live the way God's asking us to live. So everything in the Bible is trying to equip us to to do good, right? We said that. And Jesus did good everywhere he went. Everything he did was good. And so the Bible really, in a lot of ways, was Jesus walking around, living his life. When you look at Jesus, you're seeing the Bible lived out. And so by us reading the Bible, it's trying to make us more like Jesus. It's trying to trying to, to get us to live the way the Bible is asking us to and describing how it looks to really live for God and to live the way God intended for all of us to live, which is not to be hateful, to not to be hurtful, to not to be these, these sinful people that a lot of us can just really get into really easily. So the Bible changes us for the better, for the good. It changes us in the best way possible. It doesn't change you into a totally different... It's not like when you read the Bible, my name used to be Brad, but now it's Bishop. 
I don't know, I just thought of a name. Bishop's actually a comic book character. Anybody know Bishop from comics? A few of you, thank you. Righteous, okay. Um, It's not like your name changes when you read the Bible. But it changes you on the inside, it changes the way you think, it changes your heart, and hopefully it changes your life. So, next, there's an awesome verse in John, or three verses in John chapter 17, and this is actually Jesus talking. Anybody heard of Jesus? Fantastic. A few of you have heard of Jesus, I like that. Um, Jesus is talking, and he's saying this, he says, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you send me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. So Jesus at the very beginning talks about truth, and he says your word is truth, so the Bible is truth. Everything you read in the Bible is true. We talked about that last week. So when we read it, we can trust it. We know it's right. And then he goes on and says, you sent me into the world. I'm sending them into the world too. So he's sending us into the world, not just the people that were there with him then, his disciples. He's also sending his disciples out now, 2,000 years later, all of us, going out into the world. For I have sanctified myself so that they too may be sanctified. So that we can be like Jesus out in this world, right? And we just said that the Bible does what to us? Changes us into who? into more like Jesus, right? It makes us more like Jesus. So he is describing that same thing right now. He's saying, listen, your Bible is truth, your word is truth, and just as you've sent me into the world, I'm sending, my, I'm sending your people into the world, my disciples into the world, and I've sanctified myself so that they can truly be sanctified, and we are sanctified through the reading of his truth, through the reading of his word, through Jesus, through being like Jesus. And so this whole thing is exactly what we just talked about. Why do we read the Bible? Well, we read the Bible to be more like Jesus, so it can change us. And we want to be like Jesus, so it can change us, so we can go out into the world and people can see who? Jesus. Jesus! We want them to see Jesus in us. Because Jesus was perfect and we're not. So why would we want them to see us all the time? I don't want, when y'all come in here, I don't want you guys to come in here and be saying, oh yeah, man, I'm all about the band, or I'm all about the game, or I'm all about the teaching, and Brad, and Jeremy, and Michael, and all these names that are up here. We want you to be all about Jesus. That's it. And so when we go out of this place, we want to be all about Jesus in our schools, with our friends, with our family, and the Bible is what's going to do that. It's going to help you look like Jesus and live like Jesus. Only the way that you can, because you're unique. Every one of you is unique. So all of us are going to show Jesus differently to people, but it's all going to be Jesus. Because of the fact that we're filling ourselves up with God's word. We're reading it. We're being changed by it. Does that make sense? Say yes. Yes. Awesome. Okay. So, a couple things, and then we're going to wrap it up. If we truly want to see God move in our lives then we need the Bible. So again, we kind of talked about this last week, but if you've got a Bible at home that's been collecting dust for like five years because you got it at Christmas several years ago, blow the dust off, wipe it down, crack it open, and really try to get into it and learn it and read it. 
you can start small, but if we really want to see God do something in our life and use us, which we all, a lot of us, rose our hands and say we want to do good things, we want to be good people, the only way we can truly be good is to live for Jesus, to live for God, to try to live like Jesus did. And so if we really want to do that, we got to start reading this thing, man. And you can do it in middle school. This is not like above your reading level. And I know some of you are like, you know, I'm like on a third grade reading level right now. I struggle with Dr. Seuss. It's okay. You can get something out of the Bible, I promise. There's some really easy verses in there. There's a really short one, Jesus wept. You can at least read that one. It's pretty short. So just start small. But if we want to see change, we got to start to pick it up. We need the Bible to have God change us and mold us and shape us into the people that he's asking us to be. And then the last thing is, I just want to ask you this question. I want you to be honest with yourself and honest with God about it. Is Are you willing to let God change you through his truth? Through picking it up and reading it, are you, are you willing to do that? Because that's why we do it. That's why we read it. And if the only Bible you get all week is coming here on Wednesday, you know, that's better than none. But it would be so much better if you were actually reading it for yourself throughout the week. God could do a lot more with you reading it all throughout the week than just coming on Wednesday night, and that's it. And guys, this isn't just a middle school thing. This is adults. Adults don't do this. They don't read their Bible throughout the week. But imagine if you guys started, and your parents saw you reading your Bible throughout the week. They're like, man, my son or my daughter, they're reading their Bible. I'm not even doing that. You might get your parents reading the Bible just because you're picking it up and reading it. And like we said, when you read the Bible, the Bible changes us. It's alive, it's active, it's working. And something crazy could happen in a good way. So are you willing to let God change you through his word, through his truth? Because I hope, I hope, I hope that you are. And I hope that you'll start And let this start to happen. And let this Bible, this truth start to change you. Because this isn't something that's just true for you in middle school right now. This is true for us for the rest of our life. The Bible is always true. It's written by God for us to equip us, to help us. And it's meant to change us our whole life. Because we got lots and lots of stuff we need to work on. Which is challenging, it's encouraging... And it's going to make us better people. It's going to make us people that when somebody looks at you, they can say, man, they're a good person. Not because of, you know, all these good works that they're necessarily doing, but because we're looking more and more like Jesus. We're doing more and more things like him. We're being changed from the inside, our attitudes, our thoughts, because of God's truth. So if you're not reading it right now, I'd encourage you to start tonight. You get home. Break it open for 15 minutes before you go to bed. Read a little bit of it. If you're not sure where to start, just start with the New Testament, the Gospels, Matthew. And just start reading it, because it's going to change you. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for giving us the Bible. Thank you for the truth that you've given us. 
that your Bible is alive, it's active, it's working, it, it still is doing things, even today, thousands of years after you wrote it. And so God, just help all of us in this room pick it up, read it, allow it to change us, allow it to mold us and shape us. Amen.